on the new Bay Hub podcast. Get, get, get the deep Bay Area vibe. Bay, 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 Bay Hub podcast. Let's go! Two Bay Area guys, Domingo and Neil. This is it. This is it. Yo, 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 what up, Neil? What's good? What's good? Man, just chilling. Uh, today's been, I mean, this last week has been freaking crazy, like mad, hectic at work. But before that, like, I went to the A's game and uh, chilled with my family and uh, we tailgated with no car. <laughs> <laughs> we were just out on the side of the road chilling. So y'all was y'all was yeah y'all, y'all was like on the ground. Had basically, the, on the ground. you know the little guard, the little guardrails and stuff. Yeah, That's yeah. why I got where I got my shirt. So I was like repping Oakland A's, baby. <laughs> so uh, it was hilarious, man. Like, uh, oh, let me turn this music on. What am I doing over here? Got some Raphael Sadiq playing. All right, Rafi. All right. Um, <laughs> it was funny because. I haven't tailgated in hella long, so we're on the side of the road chilling, and it was only like two, four, six of us. There's only six of us, but we had enough beer. <laughs> we had enough beer. Like, everybody brought something. We had enough beer for like 12 people, like easily 12 people, and it, it got ugly, and we started giving away stuff, like, hey, take this, you know, it's cool, but um, it's such a trip, like, now with this pandemic, it's it's totally it feels weird. Like it felt weird being in the stadium because they mm-hmm. had separate seats. Like they they blocked off you know certain areas. Like you couldn't sit next to each other and stuff. It was kind of crazy. Like, First off, that is the most idiotic, dumbest thing at an A's game because nobody goes to an A's game. It's, I know <laughs> it's already spacious as it is. I know. Must they even add that part? I went to it last year or two years ago, and I promise you, you could count the people who were at the game. So now they're going to space out even more. Yeah. I mean, we got nosebleeds, and they were like 60 bucks, which is kind of high. You got uh, no, they were 30, no, no, they were 35, and I bought two. But, you know, it was a classic, like up in the nosebleeds, wait for a couple of innings, and then – we walked on right on down to the like to the third base and like got got sat down. So it was all good. So it was sure. actually a really fun, fun night. But I miss it. I miss stuff like that, you know? Mm. I miss community events. I miss because I'm a DJ, so like it's it was rough for me during that pandemic, you know, just like not having business coming in, not being able to support um the community. Um, but the, I had to readjust like most business people have to do, they have to readjust and and apply for what the current present, you know, conditions are, which I did, you know, I did my social distance thing, uh, DJing, um, which turned out to be really, really cool. But now it's like booming. The last two weeks, I've done four weddings already. So it's just like, woo, it's, it's gum packed right now. So it's Got you. pretty cool right now. That's cool. That is cool. But today is a special day because we have a special visitor from your past, from your high school. And she, what I heard last night on the phone, a very extraordinary life. <laughs> so would you like to have the pleasure, Dr. Domingo, with the introduction? All right. Well, 
let me get this clear first of all Yvonne Walls, correct? Yvonne Aceves Walls. Yes, Aceves. Correct. Gotcha. <laughs> yes. Yvonne Aceves Walls is in the building. Mm. She's repping, glowing as usual. <laughs> A Town Classic, um, an entrepreneur and a community servant um, mm-hmm. to her people, to her community, and to her God. Um, welcome to the table of the Beha podcast, Yvonne. Thank you, Mingo. I'm so excited to be here with you and Neil. That's a privilege. <laughs> Thank you very much for having me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've known you since a very, a, a very long time. Um, mm-hmm. You lived on Buena Vista, correct? The, I think that's how yep. we met. Correct? Right down the street from your aunt. Rinky and Teresa. Right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, you were living with your mom? And your sister? Yep, my mom and my dad and my sister. Yep. 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 Um, just a baby. You were just a tiny little thing. <laughs> I've always been a tiny little thing. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so it leads into my first question. Alameda. All right. Cue in, cue yes. in the cue in the hangar. <laughs> I'm at the Oscars. Cue in the hangar. <laughs> Um, so as an Alamedian, what values did you, or what lessons did you take in from the experience of being at Alameda? Cause we grew up there together. Right. You know, I, I appreciated the, diver- the diversity in where, where we were. I feel like our school was pretty diverse. I mean, yeah, there was some more than others, but I think it was very diverse and, um, I did my best to surround myself with either myself or others with similar goals and just hardworking, you know, hardworking people. I think that's what I love about Alameda. There's so many entrepreneurs that came out of school. When you think about, you know, when you look back and go, man, that person, oh, wait, hey, they got a restaurant now. Or, oh, they, they got a t-shirt company now. Or, hey, they're a DJ, you know, like, or she's in marketing. I mean, there's some, or she's a, an attorney now, you know, there's so many uh, people who work really hard to just, you know, make the best out of their situation or life. I, I appreciate that. Yeah. That's a, that's partly why I wanted to start it, start this podcast because it was so many people that were doing, doing stuff, you know, mm-hmm. on their own, building mm-hmm. their own business, having an art, a craft, a creative outlet, whatever, like it, it was, it's full. Like I wrote down the list and I, I started working on this podcast at least about two and a half years ago, uh, actually longer than that. It was like three or three or four years ago and just went down the list. And it was like, it's, it's big, like really, yes. really big yes. and people I personally know, like, like yourself. And um, mm-hmm. it, it's amazing. And I'm like, I need to start sharing these uh, wonderful people. Yeah. Well, thank you. I appreciate being in that, that, uh, bucket of wonderful people. <laughs> yeah. You will forever be in that bucket. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm just, I'm saying this now, Neil, I'm going to put this out in the universe. Okay. This is shots out to Yvonne. Um, everybody that knows her knows mm-hmm. that she is an angel of a person, um, mm-hmm. a heart of gold, um, mm-hmm. hardworking, very sweet, but definitely has a sassy, um, a sassy, how do you say, ghetto side? Not a ghetto side, but more like she's from the Bay. Like, you don't play. 
Um, she didn't, probably doesn't show it very often, but it's there. And I wanted to respect that and uh, show you some love because um, a lot you. of people that know you love you. Thank you. I've been known to be a spicy taco. We can say it like that. Maybe that'll help. Oh. <laughs> Maybe because I'm in Texas now, they're like, you know, you got that spicy taco on you. I see it. <laughs> you were happy to do deal with those Oakland kids. You were happy to have, you can't just be no Mary Poppins. You know? Oh, yeah. Well, they, they taught me a lot, too. Sheesh. When I lived in Oakland with the kids, for sure. Mm. They did teach me a whole lot, a whole lot. So were you in Alameda this whole time, the whole time um, during your stay here? In the California, I'm just saying. Oh, I will be in Alameda, Modesto, probably Concord area, um, mm-hmm. Stockton. I'm going to be all around. So that's why my days, they just end up going so fast, you know, because I got family and cousins and people in different places. Right. So in France. I meant like as your childhood, where you live. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So Alameda was a majority of my childhood school. I went to Otis, went to Wood. I went to Island for a little bit, which oh. is interesting. <laughs> Wow. Which, you know what? You know what? There's a funny story behind this, though. Do you want to hear the story behind me going yes. to islands? Yes. Because this is kind of interesting. Wait, wait, um, wait, 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 wait. For the people who are listening. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Gotta what is that. island, especially for myself? Because... Break it down, girl. I, I never went. So, you know, I got my ideas of what island was. Right. So, I mean, Island High School was really a continuation school. It was the school where a lot of, you know, young ones who let's say had challenges in a regular school, I'm going to say it nicely, had challenges in regular school, whether they, you know, got pregnant early or whether they were out there missing school or skipping school. Um, it just places continue to go to school, but it wasn't as, I guess, intense as like high school. Mm-hmm. And I only went there for like half of my junior, half of my senior, but it was really a choice. Mm-hmm. And people are like, mm-hmm. that's what yeah. they all say. Was it really a choice? Mm-hmm. Was no, that your choice? I'm kidding. It was a choice. And the counselors at Alameda High, my parents, they were like, what are you doing? Why are you asking to go to that school? I don't understand. Like, I would kind of go back and forth with my dad. And he was like, you're going to become just like the rest of them. And I'm like, what do you mean? Like, you know, I just want to work. So the, the purpose, the purpose of me wanting to go there was really because I had this crazy work ethic always since I was really young. It really started with my grandmother, who I'm actually at her place right now and my nanny and um i've always been in the garden pulling weeds or cleaning cars or cleaning the dogs or doing something to get my hustle on and to try to help my mom because she didn't have a lot we didn't have a lot of income coming in so you know i didn't it's like i wanted to help lessen her burden i saw her working so much and she's always been my priority to just help her out you know so anyway i chose to go to island because i wanted to work and I was work. I I got a job. Um, my first job was cleaning rocks. Is you know amethyst and hematite and all this stuff. Wow. And I got a job at Safeway. So okay. that's the thing. I was at Safeway at 16, and so that's when I said, well, if I go to Island, I won't have homework. <laughs> Not really the best. I mean, I don't encourage wow. everybody. You see what I'm saying? So I went there so I could have you know more time to go to work, but still get my education. So I had a goal in mind. I said, I'm going to go here part time here and I'm going to go back to Alameda and I'm going to graduate from Alameda and, and do the real thing. So that's what I did. So I did it to to go to work, to help my, my family and just, you know, lessen some of the burden. But I've always had the hustle in me. So that's just 
pretty much what it was. But yeah, the counselors were all against it. Like, what are you doing? No. Did you tell them your strategy? I did, but they didn't understand it at the time. But I made it through and I did exactly what I said I was going to do. I didn't, I still didn't date boys. You know me, I wasn't dating in school. Like I didn't date until I actually got with my first husband, like my husband, you know, like I didn't date. I didn't get distracted with the boys and the drugs. I didn't even smoke weed or anything like all that stuff. I didn't do any of that stuff during school because my focus was school and work and my family, mm-hmm. school and work and my family and my spiritual. So all that stuff helped, I guess, create my foundation for my future. Cause if I would have got, I think involved in a lot of those other things, it would have been a distraction very much. Yeah, so. I can, I so can I, imagine that. Have you ever been so that means that sounds like a calculating maneuver. So <laughs> would you say all your life you've been like a calculating kind of person who thinks ahead, oh, uh, and and not tell nobody your game. Because you know it's an old saying, That's, everything can see you coming. So you know, you know what, Neil? You are a smart man. I don't know really how you got all that from that, but you are absolutely right. That is exactly how I am. And I'm a very, even though I'm a very competitive person in life within myself, I'm more of, I'm going to show you better than I can tell you type. Like I'm going to go do it and I'm not going to talk about it. I'm just going to go do it. So that's pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot ahead. Wow. Sounds like it. Sounds (laughs) like it. Yeah. So I have a question for you. Now, you always had a drive, and mm-hmm. did it, and you, it sounds like you talked about your grandmother. You mentioned your grandmother. Mm-hmm. So, how did they influence your grandmother and your mother? How did they yes. both influence you becoming the wonderful person that you are today? Thank you. I appreciate that because they are. I was. It's so funny you say that. I was making my bed today or her bed. I'm at my nanny's who's my grandmother. I call my nanny. Mm -hmm. I'm at her house and I'm making the bed. And I just remember when I was five years old, her telling me, get all the wrinkles out, get all the wrinkles out. (laughs) Make it nice Mm. and crisp, you know, get that bed right. And I, I I was like, gosh, I'm, I'm 43 years old now. And I'm still remembering my nanny, what she instilled me since I was five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, you know, they influenced me in many ways my my nanny knew that we didn't have a lot growing up i wanted to go to gymnastics i wanted to like get involved in certain activities but we didn't have the money my mom didn't have the money to put me in gymnastics so my nanny put me in hawaiian dancing you know that that how you started so i was curious about like how you started with hawaiian tunisian dancing yeah so i started hawaiian dancing and tahitian dancing when i was around 11 around 11 years old. And she really did it because too, it helped just keep me focused on something positive structure. Dancing helps build confidence. That's one thing that a lot of parents, you know, they haven't realized it. putting your kid in a dance, it helps build confidence and that personality and that structure. And it can really help. So we did competitions and um, all kind of stuff. And then as I got older, I got into salsa dancing. Mm-hmm. I saw a video. Yeah. Okay, so when you got older, is this after graduation or is this during high school still? Yes, after actually was in my salsa dancing, like competitive wise and professionally was more in my mid to late 20s. So that oh, was wow. way later. Okay. Yeah. Later. 
Wow. But back, but back to my nanny, she always instilled good things in me. You know, little ladies don't do this. Little ladies don't do that. Little ladies. So I had that in my head, you know. Um, she would always tell me her stories because she was pregnant early at an early age, you know, mm. 15. So she would tell me about the boys. Like she was straight up about it, which a lot of people don't are not straight up to their kids about sex and things mm. and, and the boys and the girls. And she always would say, you know, they're going to tell you that they love you. They're going to want to do this and that and get you drunk mm. and then have a baby with you and all this. And I'll be like, oh my God. Like, no. so wait, wait, wait. Okay. So this is good. This kind of leads it right into where I was trying to get out. Because, all right. So with that, did that scare you or just like kind of put like this fear of just like of a man, like a perception of a man and what they do in terms of like getting what they want? And then yes. also with your history, did that kind of deter you from ever exploring dating or actually um, relationships, either be either intimate or not intimate? I don't think it's scary. Right. Yeah, no, I, I think it protected me, honestly, because yeah. I was one of those that I wanted that other side. But I'm like, ooh, like, like Neil said, I'm calculated and I was thought ahead like, OK, if I do this. This is this could happen, and I don't want that repercussion. So let me. I had a conscience. I had a really good conscience, and that was really for my spiritual upbringing. My aunt um, being a witness, and my family, um, you know, growing into that. But spiritually, it really protected me. Um, having the guidelines just from you know learning my lessons from the Bible like that helped a lot. So no, I don't think it made me feel any way of like not want it, you know, because I've always had that other side in me. It just was like, okay, restraint, self-control, because I want better in life. Mm -hmm. That's what my goal was. Mm -hmm. So so, the, so with you growing up in church and a religious mm -hmm. household, and like I told you, I, same here, yeah. right? Right. Um, do you, I mean, this is going to be a rhetorical question. I hope it's not a crazy question, but do you okay. think religion will get back at being the number one importance in America. Like, like I told you on the phone, like I feel like Hollywood and media is trying to dethrone, you know, religion. So when the pastor even does, you know, litter and they can't wait to say it and, and they can't wait to, you know, throw something negative, and mm -hmm. people are, and more and more people are going the other way now. Do right. you think it'll ever become a priority in family households? You know, that's an interesting question. I mean, I think it is getting less and less these days just because of times we're living in, but that's also prophesied in the Bible. Yeah. You know, even, even talking about like the love of the greater number will cool off. You can see just by the news and different things that as time goes on, people have less and less love for people and one another. You can't even trust if someone's going to, someone comes to your door, you want to help them, but you don't know because you don't mm -hmm. know they're going to jack you or what, like you just don't know. So that's just based on experiences. But, uh, you know, it's I think it's just going to continue, honestly, just like it says, it's going to continue to get worse. And people have that lack of um, desire to do it. Does it make it right or wrong? I mean, that's up to each individual. You know, I know for myself, it was definitely a protection growing up. And I'm really grateful that I had the spiritual um, backing and upbringing. And I've fallen off track before, you know, with my divorce 
and everything. And, and, you know, none of us are perfect, but at the same time, like we talked yesterday, you know, we shouldn't be judging nobody anyway. Like only there's only one God and he is a judge and we shouldn't be judging or anything like that. I think most people today though, they don't like the hypocrisy in a lot of religion. And that's Mm. the main reason why many turn away because they're like, well, they're saying this, but they're doing that. They're saying this and they're, you know, so that's what I've always appreciated about my upbringing. It's either you're really in or you're out. Um, And like I said, I've had my own challenges myself, but I just am so, so grateful for that foundation, that knowledge that I've had, because it really made me the person I am today with the love and the concern for people and community, the kids, everything. Right, right. That's that's fantastic. And that's probably why you look out for so many people to... Yes. You know, and and it's instinct, right? Would you say that it's instinct? Now? Oh, it is totally. Yeah, because I mean, in scriptures, you know, you, I've been taught like people are out here thrown about like sheep without a shepherd. They're lost. You know, Jesus had compassion and pity for people, and that's been deeply ingrained in me since I was young. And I've always had that heart to just want to help as best as I can within my means. So you're right; it's all instinct now because it's been it's been in there. <laughs> That's a good point. Um, and that kind of, Oh, I had the window open. Um, Mm it's, it's, um, like for me, I've, for the longest, I didn't believe in God. I mean, I went to church, my, my, Mm -hmm. my family went to church every Sunday, um, Mm -hmm. Christian church. And so it just never really resonated with me until just the past two years of just of a God, because, Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I really struggled with it when I lost my my family, and so just being taking some uh, someone taking away such beautiful people, it, it made it really hard to believe in something like that. And then, um, mm-hmm. but I came to grips with it because I was able to heal. It took a long time to heal um, yes. from it, and I, I really didn't have like a practice, um, mm-hmm. and I developed my own practice um i don't mm-hmm. read scriptures i'm not mm-hmm. religious in that way but i'm i've always known that i've had like this very kind heart and um, always um, and i followed that and then just kind of piece things together what worked for me um mm-hmm. the thing i i really was like deterred from just religion was that mm-hmm. i felt like people whoever approached me with it, like with Christianity or, or, or being Catholic or, or mm-hmm. the word of God is that there was nothing else, you know, it was just that. Mm-hmm. Um, and the way they did it, you know, like right. going to church, reading the scriptures, following this lifestyle. And it was like, I, I couldn't resonate with that because it just wasn't mm-hmm. who I really was. And now mm-hmm. I'm able to, like, I, I meditate a lot. I have like this practice um, nice. And I'm able to like to come around and have like an, a bigger understanding of what God is to me and mm-hmm. what it serves, you know, like what, what power of God, um, that he delivers. And I'm able to like read the signs and actually mm-hmm. my life in a, in a more positive way. That's awesome. And, you know, if I may touch on that real quick, because that's, that is one of the main things going back to Neil's question too. That is another reason why so many people that I've found have, um, 
given up hope because someone they love, someone they were close to, you know, either got killed or, or passed away. And, and, and many churches do teach that God took them. God needed another angel in heaven. God, you know, but here's my thing. And from what I've learned, this is my own personal, right? This is mm-hmm. not to put anything on nobody else. Right. But it, the scriptures in 1 John 4, 8 say that God is a God of love. God is love. Yeah. So why would a God who is love, oh, this person got shot in the head over here in Oakland this weekend. This person got jacked. Oh, this person had cancer. Let me go and give him this thing to take them away from their family. Or this person was in a fire. Like that. that's not loving. Mm-hmm. So when you dig deep into the scriptures and you learn more, you really learn that it is not from him that they were taken. Unforeseen, it also talks about unforeseen occurrences befall us all. That means it's not from him, not for it just it's it's life. It, it happens. happens. Yeah. Right. But right. so many churches do teach that it confuses people right. to where, oh, he took them. It's almost like they want to make people feel comforted, but when a tragedy happens, that's not comforting at all. Now it you're sucks. telling me you took you took something I loved away from me. What did I do to deserve that? Right. So there's a way bigger picture than that. And I love that, you know, that's one thing that as Jehovah's Witnesses, they have taught that so much that there is a purpose, there is a hope, and that God does not take them because he is a God of love. Right. <clears throat> so I just want to touch on that one point there because that's that's really big. I feel like churches could work together. I, I even, I mean, because they're all spinoff from each other, mm-hmm. you know, and yeah, they got a little bit different beliefs, and but yeah. I feel like they don't have to treat it like I was telling you. They don't have to treat it like a, a gang mm-hmm. affiliation. You know, and they're like, oh, my God, that's a Muslim over there. Or there's a Jehovah Witness. Oh, my God. Yeah, and, division, you know, and instead of, of just because at the end of the day, you're trying to make yourself right. And that's your belief instead of just dissing the other. You you, you get what I'm saying? Like me growing up in church, I seen same religion people mm-hmm. where other churches have conflicts. And it's like, how? Right. And you should, it should be united and love. Like Jesus said, like you will know my disciples by the love that they show. So that would be the identifying mark is love. And no matter where you go in the world, you should be able to feel that same love within that same organization. But yeah, unfortunately, there's a lot of divisive and, um, you know, conflicting views and thoughts and teachings out there, you know, so. So you becoming, you being religious. And spiritual. you're being let's say, let's say spiritual. Spiritual. I'm religious sorry. Spiritual. Is, that's okay. All right. Religious is a little different. Oh, yeah, you I'm sorry. <laughs> spiritual. And you had a powerful backing from your nana and your mother. My right? nanny and my mom, yeah. And and then sure. did that and my aunts. And your aunts and you just you know, your family did that help you become the leader that you became to be? And what I mean by that is you know, you're helping better women, helping kids. One time in Oakland, we are going into that. You're helping kids mm-hmm. in Oakland, helping mm-hmm. young ladies, mentoring young ladies now. Like mm-hmm. I said, I know I'm jumping ahead because we're going to fall. That's okay. But Good. did that, are those things, those backings help you become the leader that you became to be now? I think so. And, you know, you may call me a leader. I just, I just want to be an example. You know, I just want to be an example to people. That's all. I wouldn't say like I'm a leader, but I'm, I want to be an example to people because 
this world is crazy and it's sad and it's depressing. And there's so many things that have been going on. I mean, it's just been so hard, especially like you said, Mingo, this past year, the pandemic, it's been very hard for some of the strongest of us, you know? And yes, that, that spiritual background and upbringing has, um, is definitely why, like I said earlier, that's who, that's why I am, who I am today. If, if I didn't have that, I probably would have ended up like others. I probably had been made to go to Island. I probably would have ended up pregnant <laughs> or something uh, because, because Mingo, you know <laughs> that I had some options out there. In, in oh, <laughs> what does the options ever stop? That's what I'm trying to get at. Do they ever stop? But, but I, yeah, you're right. No, no. <laughs> no, they don't. I know. Um, yeah. So that is really powerful. That's powerful, Yvonne. It really is. It's good because people need to hear stuff like that because obviously with this pandemic, it is, has been a mental war, a spiritual mm-hmm. war. And sure. um, a, uh, it's a it's a civil war, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're we're you know, at one point we were fighting fighting for a toilet paper roll. It was like it right. Was, like, That's crazy. Like, mm-hmm. no, make no sense. And and then you see that you really got to see like the evil in a lot of people, and it was just kind of sad. So much. Damn. So much. Damn, dude. Make you right. For Christmas two years ago, they fighting for Elmo. The next year we find for oh, yeah. toilet paper. Toilet paper. <laughs> That's Black Friday, man. Yeah. Man. Now I, people fighting over not wearing a mask. Oh my yeah, god. Right. Yeah. Oh jeez, yeah. it's crazy. It's just always something. Yeah, it's oh, always man. a merger. It's always some kind of. But you know, you know what, Mingo? What you're saying too? Like it, it really was. Um, I think about it. And I think of all the times like I got teased in school. There's a lot of people that teased me. And, oh, what, are you gay? You don't like boys? Or, oh, you can't have a boyfriend or you can't celebrate Christmas or you can't do this and that. And it's like, no, I chose, I choose to not want to because I have my own mind. I could have snuck and done things Mm -hmm. as a kid. I could have snuck off and done it easy, Easy, easy. but I have my own mind and choice. But, but I do say that those um, spiritual beliefs being instilled in me, I, I knew as I grew older that it was a protection for me. My spiritual background was a protection. My, my dad being strict was a protection. My mom being very <laughs> loving and strict <laughs> was a protection for me. Everyone used to know, they hear a Harley Davidson, oh, Yvonne's dad, he might be on the corner. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know? yep, yep, yep. Marcus, night. I'll meet him now. <laughs> yeah, but it was a protection because while I was being protected and able to focus on school and work and my future and my mental and my emotional, there was others that were crying because they just had an abortion or crying because they just got a a breakup from this guy or he's cheating or this and that. Well, you guys are too young. We're too young to know what's going on right now. We're in high school. Yeah. All this heartache. I didn't have to experience that throughout school. Yeah. You know, yeah, you get older and you experience heartache later in life, but it's like, let me get through school first at least, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, everybody has their own so, their yeah. own pathway of how they handle, you know, the, the times. And right. for sure, like you and I probably like on totally opposites <laughs> when it came <laughs> to that. Like I I was very so I was just I was the opposite. I was like very social into sports, you know, going to the parties, getting crazy, getting losing myself on them, so many different accounts. But like, <laughs> still, like we're still able to like come back right. on a full circle, still be able to come back, come and, back to and center, st- yeah, and still be 
good people, you know, which is pretty For sure. amazing. Um, not sure. everybody's path is, is never the same, but For overall, sure. like I, I look around and I see, I see some really great individuals that have made it, you know, for themselves and um it's pretty inspiring for sure for sure i agree with that we have a lot that came out of it and said oh i had some hurdles during high school but i'm gonna get over it and move forward and and that's a great thing too because that takes a lot for them to overcome and do that stuff i think that's that's very that takes a lot of strength you know i'm Mm -hmm. i'm glad i personally was able to bypass some of the stuff but you know it's okay and then later in life sometimes like i said other things happen but it's all learning experiences. No matter what path you're on, I think in general, if you can just take and learn from it, whether you made bad decisions or good decisions or in between decisions or whatever decisions, as long as you learn from it and you grow forward, I think that's just so important. Me, I'm really big on growth. It's huge for me. And that takes me to this next question, the growth part. Okay. I, I, one, I heard, I love quotes and mm-hmm. a very intelligent person told me a quote and I hope I get it right because I'm going to read <laughs> Okay. And it's, it's what you do for a living and you and, and, and Domingo and y'all could go deeper into it, but it's about your growth. And at least to this is somebody was like, when you market so well, people ask to buy it from you. Exactly. And, and that with, and what you do for a living is marketing. And, mm-hmm. and I hate to make that shift like that, but it's growth. It's good. Right. It's growth. And, to where you're at now, to everything you were saying you used to do, mm-hmm. you know, um, how, first off, can you tell us what yeah. you do for a living? And, second of, all, and sure. second of all, um, how, what made you go in that direction? Where, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. So um, my company is called YLA Marketing. So some may say, well, what is that? Oh, it's my initials and my name. So it's Yvonne Lolita, which is little Lola from my mom, Lolita Aceves. So YLA Marketing is my company. So ylamarketing.com. You can find some more information on what I do there. I help local businesses um, and I can help them nationwide with their websites, their online presence, their Google AdWords, just getting them all set for the strong foundation so that they can be found online and they can gain new clients, new customers, new patients. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm in marketing. I've been in marketing now, just in general, I was with Comcast 18 years. Then I was with the thrive a couple of years. I currently work for a spine surgeon and, um, am his marketing director for, um, his location in San Antonio, um, two locations there. And then I have my business on the side that I'm building on the side. So that's what I'm doing. Digital marketing. Yes. Beautiful. And so you take clients that are looking to strategize their their brand correct correct and Mm -hmm. you like place it into like a your your system which is like a a marketing system Mm -hmm. of uh more hits more business um like commercials too you do like commercials and commercial like branding and what we can do commercials yes i do logos anything to deal with the business and their branding and marketing i can um, help with that our logos are really great also uh, we have a crm that allows you to be able to see you know have all your clients in one location um, you could respond to reviews from there um, we put you in 60 different 60 plus listings so you're on google yahoo yelp 
Bing, Amazon Alexa, Waze, you're all over the map in 60 different search engines. And that's really important because a lot of businesses are just on Google and Facebook and maybe Yelp and maybe Instagram, like the main ones, but they don't realize that according to Google, Google will move you up organically as a business if you have everything consistent and accurate to the T across the board. Meaning if you have apartment number or suite number or just number, that has to be consistently spelled out the same on Google, Yahoo, Yelp, being all those 60 different search engines. And it recognizes you as a real business and it helps like, so to speak, almost give you points and moves you up organically without spending thousands and thousands of dollars mm. on SEO. So my goal is to help that strong foundation without a whole lot of expense. That makes sense. So, so the customers find you, you don't really find them. As a, as a local business, the goal is that the customers will find that business. Yes. Or a doctor's office or attorney. I've talking about me personally, a lot of my stuff is based on referrals because I've helped mm. over 70 businesses um, in San Antonio and different areas around that, that area. Um, so a lot of my stuff is based on referrals. Mm -hmm. So how did you get started into that? Cause that's mm. a very particular market niche. Yeah. And interestingly enough, I didn't go to college. So <laughs> I just jumped in from my experience and honestly, um, I did multi-level marketing before for five years, built that. And that is a really, really hard thing to build for five years and, you know, recruiting people and helping your team and teaching and training people, um, leadership and, and all that stuff. So what happened was my neighbor was noticing my work just on social media. And she had said, Hey, you know, we're hiring one person in San Antonio for this position. I wanted to see if you're interested. And I said, well, I would love to, but you know, I don't have like college experience, but I have experience, you know, plus I have 18 years. I was with Comcast. And so I tried it. I had no, no niche in the digital marketing field and long story short, got hired, was there a couple of years, um, was between number, number one, number two for our region, as far as one, one who was going out and getting wow. it, you know, because Ooh. I, I love what I do. I, the thing is I love people. And so that helps anything in that people world to do better. I want, if I know a business is struggling, I want to help that business owner have less stress. If I know they've already spent money and that marketer before didn't help them get to where they wanted, I want to be that one to say, I can get you where you want to be. Right. So, but, yeah. but you was a sales coach at Comcast, right? Yes. My last role at Comcast, I was a sales coach. So I was, um, I supported four call centers. I traveled, Ooh. I flew to Denver, Houston, Seattle. There was two call centers in Seattle. So I flew every week out of town and I supported, it was over a thousand agents in that market and then lots of supervisors so a lot of trainings lots of Damn. coaching Damn. So, that, yeah. so you being yeah. a sales, you being a sales coach helped kind of get you yeah kind of right kind of got you in the um in a routine of knowing what the game is with marketing right because it's kind well, of yeah because i was in marketing too with with comcast i was in marketing and sales so i was a sales coach a sales trainer trainer for the new hires and we did a lot of, most of it was marketing and sales. So yes, definitely, definite stepping stone for me. <laughs> yeah. Congratulations. I mean, how long have you been in business? So my business, I've been in business, gosh, since 
my personal YLA marketing, I just started that in November of last year. But yeah, it's doing really well. And I'm excited because I just love to stay busy and love to help people. Love mm-hmm. to help these local business owners. Mm-hmm. You're definitely a busy bee. Um, I'm a busy bee. <laughs> um, you, That's a good thing. You do the marketing. You got, you know, and you, you got your own thing going on. Mm-hmm. And what do you do outside of it? Because you were saying that you help, um, you know, in the community. you mentor with young ladies. Right. You, first off, when you mentor these young ladies, how do you find them? Well, one young lady, she's 18. Um, I found her when I was doing our multi-level marketing business, um, when we're doing the coffee, Organo, the coffee business. Mm -hmm. So I found her because she, she loved what I was doing and she wanted to be a part of it. And I mentored her a little bit then, but now that she's older and she's wanting to like open up her own baking business and Mm -hmm. she's going to college now, she has all these goals, but she's always been a go-getter and a hustler. She'll be like, Hey, I have this, um, this, you know, contest going on. Will you vote for me? Can you help sponsor and donate and vote for me? And I'm like, of course I will. So I'll do it and I'll send it to some of my friends uh, too. But she's always been that go-getter. And I'm like, man, she reminds me so much of me when I was young. She has those qualities. So I tend to like, you know, I love to go with those who have a similar mindset just because if I just add a sprinkle a little bit of cinnamon on top of them, like they can just do so much more because they right. have to have a desire first of all. That's funny because I, I just heard Kobe say that not that long ago in like an interview. He was saying, you know, if you guys are showing up at practice before I even show up, I'm going to fuck with you. You know, if you're mm-hmm. like there just like lollygagging and going through mm-hmm. the motions, it's like you're not even worth, you know, giving a, a mentoring because you don't right. have those mm-hmm. kind of qualities, which will be like an uphill yep. battle, you know. Right. Very good point. So yeah, so she's 18. I help she helps me with like goodie bags and marketing for the the practice for the doctor that I work with and myself. Um, she's also shown me some things too with videos and just different social nice. media techniques. And then I have a 25 year old too that I met. Um, that is actually that company is a client of mine in um, construction. But she's so good at what she does too. We just gravitated to each other, and she, you know, I'm just like, hey, however I can help you, and we help each other. So that's that's big. And then there's also those like we talked about Neil yesterday. I want to do. I'm going to do something for um, the women's batter shelter. We're getting women together to go through their closets and help women in need who have no place to go. They're there right. with their kids, right? And help them out too. So. Definitely another passion, yes, of mine. What made you pick San Antonio, Texas? Oh, here we go. No. <laughs> huh. you keep well, a, I'm just wondering because I know. of all the play, I'm, 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 I don't look if you just it's if, it's, if it's because of that, skip over it. But I was just wondering, it's like after no, I hung up okay. with you, I was like, I wonder why she picked San Antonio. Yeah, I didn't pick San Antonio. Oh, okay, um, gotcha. So you know it. It was my relationship that picked it, gotcha. okay. but it's all good. I mean, all good. I'm out there now, and again, all learning lessons, right? Right, absolutely. So I learned so much by being there and and doing what I'm doing now. Like now, people want me to come back to the Bay, and I'm like, I'm I'm good out here. I might choose Houston in time, but you know, Houston's cool because it's a little more like the Bay, just more diverse. Gotcha. Oh, yeah. oh, we going out that. there. We going out there. Yeah. Tesla's <laughs> already already broke broke foundation we we coming out there soon (laughs) 
You're come gonna out, see a come lot out. more of us. You're gonna see a lot more of us. Nice. It's gonna be crazy. Yeah. And it's cheaper out there too, right? Oh yeah. So I'm from I lived in Georgia for from I think I went there from sixth grade and all the way until one year after graduation. And southern people are mm-hmm. totally different from Mm-hmm. The East Coast and West Coast people. Oh, for oh, yeah. sure. Nice. I, I I used to live by a guy. Um, he was racist in high school. I was in high school. He was he lived mm-hmm. near us. For us. He hated black people. He hated uh, us. He hated us. Like, I mm-hmm. mean, if it's we were on an island together, and I mm-hmm. guarantee you, he would have probably tried to float on a coconut to try to get away. <laughs> I'm like, that's terrible. But, but here's the thing about. But here's the thing about the Southern hospitality, especially with Texas, Alabama, you know, all the Southern mm-hmm. states, mm-hmm. is they can't help being Southern, have that Southern hospitality. They can't help mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. He saw me walking to school one time, because I was about to skip it, because, and I didn't mm-hmm. feel like going, right? Mm-hmm. And I said, you know what? We don't have no food in the refrigerator. I might as well just go. So I walked. Right. And I remember this old man stopped. He knew where I was. He stopped. And he's like, get in. And I was kind of like shocked. Like, wow. Black man, black man, be like, oh, you know, like, all right. You know, I'm into a car, 15. man. Don't worry. Right. I mean, it wasn't forced. I would have, you know, kicked him in his balls and ran. But, <laughs> but it was just the mere fact that he took me to school. Yeah, he said something crazy when I got out, like, y'all kind of need to be going to school more often. But, oh, Lord. but no, but it was the, the gesture of him stopping. Mm-hmm. To take me to school wherever the heck I was going. He didn't right. have to do that, you know? True. And, and do you see that in, in the South a lot? The Southern hospitality in Texas? I do see that people are, um, it's a lot more that I see it is yes, ma'am, no, ma'am, or, or yes, right. sir, no, sir, that kind of thing. You know, that's what I see. Um, people are hospitable there. Um, San Antonio is a little different, though, I will say. Uh, it's, it's different. I really like Houston. I wanted to say I like Houston a lot. Um, what's your vibe on San Antonio? I mean, being a, a woman of your stature. Mm-hmm. Well, here's the thing. Even though I'm Hispanic, you know, I'm raised in the Bay. So it is um, mostly, you know, predominantly Hispanic and why there are a lot of other cultures coming in, which is good. Um, And there's nothing wrong with that. I'm just, you know, when you're used to diversity in general, that's pretty much, I just like all, I love all cultures. And that's what I love about Houston. They got, you got um, Indian, you got, you know, people from the Middle East, you got black, white, Hispanic, Asian. It's yeah, Houston is like a melting pot. It's just so cool because there's just so many. And, and I'm such a people person, Mingo, like you, very social, right? Mm-hmm. And I just yeah. I love I love the diversity in it. But but San Antonio got some really great people, lots of entrepreneurs, great place for family, great place for um, business and entrepreneurship. So, did you play any sports in high school? No, I was a dancer. No. Well, I you was a dancer. cheerleader too, didn't you? Oh, I, middle did a, school. I did a little bit in middle school, but then I stopped because I'm like, it's just, I'm I'm not really the girly girly type. I wasn't. Mm. I was on, my dad bought me three dirt bikes. I had a CR no Kawasaki 80 and a Yamaha 80. I was out there with the boys and the dirt bikes. And then I did hula and Tahitian dancing because it was different. I, I'm one of those. I like to do different. I don't really like to do. Yeah. Oh, everyone's doing this. So, you know, so I'm going to do this over here. Oh, yeah. so you and Domingo known each other 
not just high school, but like beyond that, middle school. Middle school was when I knew his mom. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. She, she went to the same school. My mom, where, where yep. she worked at. Yep. Yep. Amazing. Amazing. Bring it back. So, bring it back. Bring it back. When you talk to these women, or who are battered, like. How is that? Like, how do y'all, what do y'all do? You just go in there and y'all sit in a circle, say, hello, I'm Samantha, and you know, they tell their story. Or you just say, look, girls, we're going to get you out this slump and we're going to go out doing something or mm-hmm. get your spirits high. What do you, what do, you do with yeah. that? How do you start? You know? So here's the thing. I've toured there before and spoke to people at the facility, but I haven't had an opportunity to go and do what I want to do with them yet. And that's where I'm setting it up with a director over there. So what I'm going to do, okay, is gather some other women together to go through their closets and, you know, the things that we can give away and give them stuff for themselves and their kids. That's the whole goal is to give back first. And, and then if there's a chance that we get to talk with them, I mean, my goal would be to just encourage them and try to, help any, I mean, my goal is just to be an open book. Like you got questions for me, you know, I'm willing to answer, willing to help. You know, a lot of it could be motivational. A lot of it could be continue to grow yourself, work on yourself and know your value and your worth as a woman. Cause a lot of mm. women have a hard time, you know, whether it's verbal abuse that we've been through or whether it's, you know, physical abuse that someone has been through um, with them, a lot of it is going to be more on the physical, probably both sides of it. But, um, you know, we've all been through stuff in life in general. I think just allow them to see their value and their worth that you can overcome and get out if you choose to be. Now, someone has to be ready. You can't just, oh, I'm going to tell you what you need to do and you're going to come out of here. No, that's not how it's going to work. It's going to work by maybe me sharing an experience of mine and saying, look, this is what I've done when I was in a certain situation. I'm not talking about me being better because that's not my scenario. But I have been through two marriages. And sometimes you do have to come to a point where you say, I'm ready to move forward with myself and to value myself. Right. Yeah, you can lead, what was the old saying? You can lead them a horse to water, but you can't make them drink it, right? Correct. Correct. And they got to be ready, no matter what. Yeah. I mean, I think that's mainly what the the whole, this is what I've learned for sure, is that Mm -hmm. you have to love yourself in order to love somebody else. Like that's above Mm -hmm. above above all. Like every child, woman, animal, whatever needs to learn this. You gotta love you. You have to give love to yourself before you can be capable to absolutely love somebody else. And a lot of people get distracted and don't understand that, and Mm -hmm. they feed a hole. I'm I'm talking about Mm -hmm. myself. You know, like right. Me you too. feed a void of something you haven't processed or give back to yourself. And like that's so important right. because obviously if you can't fill your own cup, it's like, how are you going to expect to fill somebody else? Right. That whole saying, like, how are you going to save yeah. somebody? You got to put on your own emergency mask first before right. you put on somebody else's. And isn't right. that like a domino effect? Because once oh, you, yeah. you miss wall, help mm-hmm. helping these women who are battered, mm-hmm. It's like a domino effect because one, if they see one or two rise up, the rest are going to follow. And then three or in two, I mean, if they got little ones, mm-hmm. little girls, little right. Boys, they're watching, right. They're watching their mom or they come up right. and yeah. have that, have that um, confidence build up and it goes to them. Correct. Yes, no, it is. It's a, I mean, it could be a win-win for all who choose 
right? Because it, again, it's a choice. So yeah, the goal is to really just encourage because, you know, obviously too, if you haven't been in a, a certain situation like that, it's, it's going to be hard for them to relate. But at the end of the day, there's things I can do, like go give clothes, give shoes, do things that I know that they'll need. And also just let them know that, that loving yourself and buying yourself can be learned. It can be learned because I mean, I have been through that too, <laughs> where right. put someone else first all the time, all the time, all the time. It's like, right. now I need to do it for myself. Wait a minute. I need to feed myself. Like Mingo was talking about. Mm-hmm. So that's so sure. important. It's so important to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, yeah, that should be a lesson for everybody. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Even people that's- who are doing good. That's a strong lesson, man. Yeah. For sure. That's a- for sure. For sure. Man, this is powerful. This is powerful. And, that's, yeah, and I'm, if I if I if I like tattoos, which I probably won't ever get a tattoo because I hate needles. But you I don't would, have any? Mm-mm. No. <laughs> do you? I do. Yeah, I don't. I, I just never I hate needles. But yeah, right. if if I did, I would I promise I would put the, your your quote what you said last night. I had to write it down. <laughs> when you mark it so well. <laughs> People ask to buy from you. Yeah. <laughs> I I had to look at that again. I was like, man, she she just <laughs> she just hit a home run with that. That's yeah. your that's your quote. <laughs> I love that. I just learned it through experience because you know what? So many people used to talk about sales, sales, sales. I said, stop selling people. Mm-hmm. Stop selling people. Just be you. Show your value, show what you have, show that it's going to bring value to them. And they're going to ask you in the end. I never pressure anyone to buy from me. I always say, look, I'm going to show you my CR. I'm going to show you what I have to offer for digital marketing. If you like it and you see a benefit for yourself, great. If not, it's okay. Right. People see through you trying to be a salesman. Right. You know, the the biggest compliment I got, because I told you I was selling, I'm selling like, um, Gas fire flame. I mean, gas fire. Um, like uh, fireplaces, right? Fireplaces. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Fireplaces. And a guy took me. One of my customers took me to a Niner game because his wife canceled out last minute, right? Uh-huh. So he calls me, and I'm like, "Oh man, I hope I ain't mess something up. You know, a connection. <laughs> you know, the house is about to blow up." And, right. <laughs> and he's like, "Hey, you want to go to Niner game?" And I, I was just like. Shocked. Really shocked, and we were eleven <laughs> rows from the place, and that tells that told me like I was just being myself with dude, just like you said. People, That's right? People, they want somebody who's just them. Just be human. Just be you. That's what I love. I met somebody recently, and I love the fact that like you know he was just like you know you keep it so real with me. It just allows me to just continue to be myself and just you know, just be who I am. Cause so many times people get stifled, including myself. I've been stifled before, you know, in relationships and with people, because, you know, you want things to work out a certain way sometimes, and maybe they don't agree. And then you feel like, Oh, well, let me not do that. So I don't upset them. But mm-hmm. when you yeah. can just be yourself, that's the best thing. And you know what? Like my mom likes to say, accept it or reject it. <laughs> oh. oh, boy. Right? You're going to accept my honesty and my realness or you're going to reject it. It's okay. Yeah. 
Right. Yeah, I mean right. that's 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 totally it because uh, <laughs> it's like what do you what you're just faking at that point? You know, you're faking. Right. You know, you're you're compromising who you are to accommodate somebody else's needs or somebody else's fears. Really, so true. And um, yeah, you don't. <laughs> I, I man. The, the act of letting go expectations is a big one for me. I learned um, this 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 whole pandemic. I learned about letting go of expectations. Like sometimes, you know, you have an idea of like, okay, this is it's going to go this way. It's going to go that way. Like my controlling aspect of me is like I'm trying to do this thing, and and I have this picture of it, and mm-hmm. it doesn't turn out to be that way. And like I would be really hung up on it, you know. Like right. now. I'm able to let go so easily mm. and you know like I, I can get stirred or or taken off track or whatever but at the end of the day it's like that's what they choose to do and then it's okay like I, i'm cool with that like if you're right if you don't show up for me all right i no i take a note of that and yeah like, it's in my I, pocket <laughs> i keep it moving nice, and this nice. is where i'm going if you're either aligned you're, you're aligned if not then that's okay right. like, i love you from over there um, <laughs> right. over i still love you it's all good but you know i i got boundaries so it's like it's exactly. really comforting to have that like kind of healthy boundary and communication above all like, absolutely so huge if you can like you said yvonne if you can be your authentic self honest self raw you know, and yep. not afraid. I think mostly mm-hmm. it's not afraid to voice your opinion, even mm-hmm. if it might hurt. Um, right. You will feel better in the end, you know, like if you're able to be honest, you know, upfront mm-hmm. instead of just like tiptoeing over a lot of, you know, topics. Yeah. It never feels good to tiptoe because you are giving it yourself in that process. Mm-hmm. So, yep. Nice. Nope. I'm not doing that no more. <laughs> ah, Oh, that's beautiful. Um, Yvonne, is there anything we're about to wrap this up? Um, we got yeah. about 10 minutes, but um, I definitely want to give you the floor if you want to share your programs, your your company. Um, that's what this platform is here to share and 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 celebrate, you know, my folks that are doing stuff and can offer certain services to the to the public. And a shout out to whoever you want to give a shout out to. Yeah, shout out to all oh. your like your your the people that you mentor or anybody you want to give shout outs to. Yeah. Thank you. Shout out to my mama Lola. Yeah. <laughs> mama Lola for not making things easy, not spoiling me. You know, sometimes my mom has this thing like, I wish I could have done more for you. I wish I could have just been the mother that. No, why? And I wouldn't be the same. I wouldn't be the same if I was spoiled. Mm -hmm. I had to learn to appreciate. So I thank my mother for that and -hmm. for being an example in hard work and love and compassion and, you know, pity for people just in general wanting to help others. Shout out to my, my nanny. Um, Shout out to just those who supported me in my business. I mean, you know who you are. I have so many who have supported me. Shout out to you, Mingo and Neil for having me on here today. I appreciate you both. Of course. Uh-huh. Um, as far as my business, though, honestly, you know, I know I got extra minutes, but I mean, we can just, I pretty much said what I have to offer again. I'm not here to sell anybody. I feel like, you know, if someone, here's what I will say. If someone needs help, if you're a local business owner 
and you are struggling right now, keeping track of your clients or your patients, especially I work a lot with doctors and attorneys. Um, if you're struggling with that or your website is not mobile friendly, you go on the cell phone and your website is not like it's jittery or not moving at the speed it should. Google does take away points from you for those things. So you mm. want it to be mobile friendly. You want it to be wow. able to be uh, like read in a nice, easy manner, nice flow, have pictures, real pictures, not just stock images. Um, if you want recommendations and tips on how to grow your online presence, I mean, again, we put you on 60 different listings to be out there. We can create Google AdWords to, you know, attract new clients or new patients um, for your business. Um and we also do social media. So whatever a business needs help with on the digital marketing side, I'm here to help out. That's pretty much what I say. So it's ylamarketing.com is my website. And that's where you'll basically see all the info there. Yay. Thank that's you. Cool. Oh, and then you got an Instagram. Is it if somebody needs mentoring? Um, well, I mean, if someone like just wants to connect in general, see me like, honestly, here's the thing. I am so full right now that like I haven't even uh, my Facebook business page. I don't focus on that. I have a personal page and that's where I get a lot of my connection is my personal. Do I encourage a business who's like solely business entrepreneur on their own to get their own business page? Yes. But my Instagram is uh, YVIE. So it's EV underscore YLA. YVIE underscore YLA. My Facebook is just Yvonne Aceves. So, but yeah, I'm here to help out however I can. Love it. Appreciate yeah. you guys. Love it. We, we love appreciate it. you. You are a people person. I was Thank telling him you. when I was before I talked to you last night, I was telling him, I was like, I was like, I was nervous for a second, right? Because I'm just like, well, I'm gonna st- where I'm gonna where we start? Like <laughs> And then when I got off the phone and I was like, well, damn, she is a a unique individual, a amazing individual. And I mean that sincerely. And the people you help, the kids you help in the future, you know, for the, to build a future, the battered women to get out that rabbit hole. They're in good, they're in good hands with you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Shout out to my kids in, in East Oakland that I used to have in my apartment. Uh, if any of them hear this, I was telling Neil last night that I have some that were literally five years old and, you know, 10 years old that still call me to this day just wow. for helping them That's get cool. off of the street and come in and have some food to eat or play video games or salsa dance. Like I just, any way I could have them, you know, see something a little more positive. You know, and then like my, you know, my ex had shared with me, which was really profound. If you stay there with them, how do you show them? You got to get out and you got to go do something different, do something better to show them they can do the same thing. So I think that was also very um, important. Yeah. Facts, facts. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you so much, Yvonne. Um, Much respect, love. yeah. Yeah. Um, definitely support if you can. If not, that's all good. I'm glad you were able to listen to the beautiful, the powerful, the wonderful Yvonne. Oh, love you, Mingo. Love you. And great uh, to meet you, Neil. Thank pleasure. you so much for having me. Pleasure meeting you. <laughs> Talking about many different topics, discussions on family.